Episode 154, How to Let Distractions Direct You and Not Derail You. Welcome to Beyond Your Comfort Zone. I'm your host, Cami Banks. I'm a mother of four and a certified life, weight, and triathlon coach. I'm a lover of people, watermelons, and triathlons. I'm here to assist you in losing weight and gaining lasting health. I love helping others improve their food and exercise and get the results they want. And along the way, they become mentally and physically tough. It's a wild and fun ride, and I can't wait for you to be a part of it. Let's go. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the podcast today, and I'm so happy you're here. I'm hoping there's sunshine in wherever your part of the world is. <laughs> and that you're listening to this and excited to see how it will really help you with the areas that you're attempting to get out of your comfort zone in. So I know whenever I do these podcasts and when I do them, I have thought about it during the week and I've seen some things that I've worked on throughout the week or that my clients have worked on or friends or family and how it's really helped them. And then I want to share them with you because the things that I learn, hopefully, if it's taken me a little longer to learn, I can share it with you and they can become tools for you to use in your life. And I was thinking about the word tool, like we don't ever use tools unless something's not working the way we want it to. And there's plenty of tools in this world, literal tools that like my husband has a whole tool bench outside, right? But when we have tools, it's just ways to be able to navigate and to continue to fix something or to make it better while we're still wanting to move through life, while we're still wanting to progress and grow. And then there's tools that help us do that. Or when we, the word stuck, right? If we're stuck or it's not working like we want to, we have tools that will help us get out of it. And it just had me reflecting back on, it was three years ago. I want to say this week, but I can't remember the exact day I started life coaching school, but um, it was three years ago when like I just did not know what how my life would change. And life coaching has been so instrumental for me because, well, because it, it brought me into being Team Elevate, right? And having this amazing group of women that, that I get to work with and we get to help each other. That all came about. But more so, it brought into my life so many tools that I literally just didn't know existed. And sometimes when I get in a funk or when I get frustrated, I think, oh, I should know this. I should get out of this. But that's not really what life coaching is all about. And I get stuck in it too. So if anyone is interested in it or wondering, like, it's not like you learn a tool and then you don't ever get stuck. You just have the tool for when you get stuck or you have the tool for when it's not working right. And so I just was, a lot of people lately have been asking me, like they're interested in becoming life coaches or more about coaching versus therapy, or just even what, why life coaching is so instrumental with working with health, right? Moving the body and doing our food. Why why is that so important? And the reason it's so important is because it's a natural occurrence to work on something in life, right? And then people think as soon as I work on it, I'm not going to have to work on it again. But regression is a part of life because that's how we have progression, right? We regress into the things that were already, they were hard for us. But when we have life coaching, and this is the important thing, all the tools you learn is that when you have it, you don't have to stay in that funk for so long, right? You know how to, if it's a relationship, you know how to say, I'm sorry. If it's you overeat, you forgive yourself. You say, I'm sorry there. You can see things clear. You can actually take accountability for your actions. 
you restart quicker, all those things happen that get you back on moving towards the thing that you want, moving towards the thing that you started in the first place, the thing that really mattered to you, you get back there a lot faster. And I was just thinking about that to like just this week as, um, you know, I've been through quite a few things in the last three years since it's happened, but we all have. Right. And I was thinking, how did I make it in the first like 40 plus years of my life until I got life coaching, but the way I made it, it was just a lot harder. I just didn't have tools. So I struggled a lot more and I stayed stuck. And I, I like, I, I, rumin, I ruminated, right. And I overthought things and I did all these things that now that I have these tools, I still probably do them. It's just that I don't have to stay there for so long. And the plus side of that is that I get to grow so much more. I get to elevate and I get to keep moving forward at such a faster pace. Maybe not on the outside to everyone else. They might not, you know, I might not be (laughs) the worldly fast pace, but inside me, I get to keep moving forward because when we, you know, regress or when we, we feel frustrated, we just stay like stuck in mud, but I just, I'm like, oh yeah, there's another way to get out of this mud, right? Like, let's do this thing. Let's try this thing. Oh, I'm out of the mud. Let's keep going. So in the last three years, I've been able to progress so much more in my life. And I've seen things and I've been able to have so much more inner peace, comfortable, like in my skin on the outside, but on the inside in my soul, so much more peace and just settling that I didn't necessarily have as, as, a, as much as I do now. So I'm so grateful for that. So there's a little bit about that, but I just wanted to shout that out, how grateful I am. And if anyone's where they think, why is this happening again? I posted this thing on my (laughs) Instagram and it was, I don't know, some animal getting stuck in a rut. And this is like, this is my therapist helping me out. And the therapist pulls them out of the rut. And then the, (laughs) the animal jumps around and goes right back in the rut. But I think it's just so true that like, we're gonna have the things that are, are things that are a struggle for us, right? And it's just a little bit, it traps us to think, oh, I'm going to be stuck here. And this is just always my thing. Or it's just like, oh yeah, I have a tool now. Like the animal that's stuck in the rut, like he's probably going to get a lot faster, right? Or the therapist will get him out faster. They'll be like, not have to struggle so long because they'll come out. So I just want you to think about that and think about the tools that you've learned, even from just listening to this podcast. If there's something that you're struggling with, you're like, oh, there's probably a tool on there somewhere that I could learn and that I could use for right now and I'm stuck. So, and when we're not stuck, then we just get to keep advancing. We get to keep rising. We get to keep elevating our life and taking that next step, one step at a time to get to what we really want. And that's what leads me into what we're going to talk about today is there's things in life besides feeling stuck or feeling like we're regressing, but the distractions in life, right? How the distractions are rather sneaky, but they derail us from what we want the most. And so I had written this in my Thursday thoughts. So if you don't get Thursday thoughts, it comes on Thursday. So you can subscribe. You can subscribe to that from my website, cammybanks.com. But I was saying in there that the distractions are such an interesting thing. And they sometimes distractions are just, you know, they don't take a lot of effort and a lot of energy. And it's just like scrolling on Instagram or checking something here, checking something there. But sometimes they come as like urgent destructions. Like you have to do them right now, right? Like I have to get my house clean and I have to do all this and I have to make sure everything's checked off my list before I go outside and work out. But the urgent distractions, they take a lot of effort, but the value isn't as high as the thing that I want the most. And the thing that I want the most, like is what I was, my example is in the morning when I'm going to put my running shoes on, I go running. 
it seems like somehow my list is so long, <laughs> some with distractions, some with urgent things, and some that are probably important, which I'm saying important is high value and um, high energy. But the most of the time, it's just kind of like, it's easier to not go out and run the moment. So I'm like, okay, I'm like, I better match these socks or I better wipe off the kitchen table, all the things, right? And so I want us to start noticing how these distractions come up in our life. And the very first thing is that we notice is the distractions get a lot louder when we start focusing on something that matters. And so that would just be the very first thing that I want to offer you. And even just noticing, like when you have so many distractions happening, you just want to be like, is this taking me away from something that matters more, that has a higher value? And just even question it. You probably will still do all the distractions or all the things that are still super urgent, which probably aren't really that urgent. But even if you just notice that, and I took that opportunity on Saturday, um, I had to do a long run and I'm still recovering from my knee. But to be honest, it's my knee is healing a lot, like a lot now I'm a year into it, but my Achilles is (laughs) like secondary, like a lot worse for my knee injury. So I kind of avoid going out running because I know I'm going to, it's important to me. I'm training for a race and it has a lot of value because it's going to get me to the finish line. So that's a very important thing. But I have distractions come up because I know there's going to be pain. It's going to be a lot of work. So as what I did on Saturday, I'm like, I'm going to use this and see, because I'm, I'm, I'm actually taking a course on focus, which really helps us talk about distractions from Johnny Cuff. But so it's like, I'm going to notice all the distractions that come up. And I had a little time to keep before I had to actually run. So I wasn't like pressured for time. So I'm like, I could see what distractions come up. And then I almost used it to my advantage because I was like, well, I can keep doing these distractions for a little while because I don't have to go out and run. And I got so much cleaned in my house, but I didn't really need to get it cleaned right then. I was just like, well, this is actually less effort (laughs) going out and running. And I kind of need to get it done. So I just got really distracted and I did that. And I'm sure I scrolled Instagram like a thousand times being more distracted, right? But I just think it's important for the very first thing when we're talking about this is just to notice how loud those distractions get and how the distractions just get louder and louder and they get more urgent the louder they get. Like we have to do them right now. And so we, this is the part where it's just important to notice it, but just normalize that that's probably what you've done a lot of your life is put out fires. I mean, I know that I used to do that so much and I, and I thought I had to do it right now until I just, I I just took the time, which I, it sounds kind of cliche to take a pause, but when all of that stuff is running through your head and you're overthinking, which overthinking is a huge distraction to think to one thing, to the next thing, to the next thing, which just gets you in a world of distraction. Right. But you just take a pause and you're like, yeah, this feels really normal. This distraction feeling feels really normal to me. And I always think I have to get it all done. Like I wear all the hats and I'm the one who does all the things. Right. And you're just like, oh yeah. I think that thought a lot. I think that thought a lot, right? That doesn't mean that's a fact. It just means I think that a lot and that's been in my head. So yeah, that's going to be what I'm going to go to. And just even, even if we don't even change the action, if we just normalize it, we, we just find, we just notice it, normalize it. That's huge steps because we'll get to where we neutralize it. Like, Hey, let me just, you know, for me, I'm like, let me make a list of the things that I need to do. And you know, make sure that all, and my writing's always going to be on there or my working out. Right. And if I've got to do the bills or if I have to get my kids to somewhere, then I just, when I just say, calm down for a minute, right. Let's just neutralize where we're at. Instead of feeling like the the day is running away from me. I got to put all these fires. I'm just like, let's, let's just 
shot it down really fast. And however you do your list, however you do your calendar. I mean, the calendar is the same as the calendar's been like the days of the year. There's 24 hours in a day. It's the same. However you do it, do it that way. But just get to neutral. Like what is important right now? Like, or for the day, right? Let me see. I have 24 hours in the day. Where am I going to put this? And then we can go to new, to something like, let me just try a new thought for the day. Not the thing that I have to do all the things, wear all the hats, be all the places I do it all. I mean, I'm just saying these are thoughts that obviously circle around in my head a lot. But that just keeps me very urgent and it keeps me very distracted. And I don't really get, I mean, I get to important eventually, but I've wasted a lot of time. And time is a limited commodity, right? It only is 24 hours. And so I just have to say what's important, right? If I want to work in the important part of my life, I do that. And what John Acuff says is when we get to important, that's that's using, you know, that's max or that's the high value, high effort. But he's like, when we're winning in life after we've gotten to the important zone is when we're to the brilliant zone and it's high value. And we figure out how to do low energy where we get systems set up, where we have things working in place for us, where it rolls a lot more unconscious. And so that our consciousness isn't having to use all the effort all the time, right? It's high value, but not as much high energy. And that's that's a podcast for another time. But just knowing that when we get something working, let's put it into a system and then let's have that system working for us. That's what Johnny, that's what um, James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits is just the systems are the things that will actually have us doing what we want, the things that matter. So when we get a system working, let's keep that system working. And that's how we get to the brilliant zone. But I just want you to just remember, like those distractions are going to get loud. Notice them, normalize them. And then eventually we'll get to where we just neutralize them when we find what's important. And then we get the new thought. And then, um, so that that's the second thing is do those, do that, the distractions are loud, then go through the ends, the four ends, right? Is the notice, the normalize, if we can get to neutralize, get to new. And then the third thing is that, for at least for me and for so many people that I talk to, so many people in my family, so many people from the team, is that a huge distraction in life is comparison. And, you know, if we want to just, does anyone go with me? If you go to Instagram, to Facebook, to any of the socials, you can play, you can play the comparison game all day long, right? But I just want to talk about a few things that happens when we're in comparison that really rob us of our time, rob us of our focus, and rob us of living our life (laughs) because we're focused on someone else's, right? But here's the thing. We all compare. So I just want to leave not only the three things that we want to work on for destruction, but I want to leave you three things when we get into that biggest thing that's distracting us is the comparison is how can we use it to help us? How can actually be something that would be helpful? So when we're comparing ourselves to others, that sounds nice, but really it's just a fancy word for jealousy, right? We're comparing ourselves and most of the time we'll compare ourselves from like our beginning to their middle, something they're good at and something that we're bad at. Um, we don't do like normally like a fair comparison because if someone, if we have what someone else wants, we're not usually comparing ourselves. 
there, there's nothing to compare that. We're like, oh yeah, like I hope they get that too. Like if I have something or if there's something that I'm good at, I, I don't compare myself to someone that's not necessarily good at that. I'm just like, oh, I want to like help them. If they want help on doing this, I want to help them, right? I want to like help them have the tools to do that. So that's not a comparison game. A comparison is when we're comparing ourselves and we compare it to something that we don't have. So another question to help you start seeing like, what am I comparing myself to? Is just ask the question, just like, what am I jealous of? When we get on Instagram and we see something and we can tell we start being like, oh, like we feel that pit in our stomach or whatever jealousy feels like for you, or just kind of like your heart starts racing or I kind of get flushed and I'm like, oh, like, and I can just tell like the mood changes for me then I know I'm jealous. I know I get on there and I see something or something's doing better than me at something. Or, you know, when I was injured, I was these people racing and winning. And I, I could tell that I did not like that. But I was so intrigued by that, that I was just like, okay, what is happening right here? What am I jealous of? I'm jealous that they get to race. I'm jealous they get to move their body. But what it helped me see is it helped me see actually what I still desired. Maybe I was blocking that desire or maybe life was blocking the desire. I mean, my first surgery was blocking it or I couldn't move, right? Whatever that was. But it still helped me see that um, I had such a desire still to race and get myself healthy again. So it kept that desire alive for me. And instead of like, which not instead of, I still did this, but I had a lot of doubt that I'd ever get back there. I was frustrated. And I feared that like all these people that I can compete with, like in the past, like they're all going to pass me up. Right. And I had to be like, okay, what is that all about? Right. I had to unwind it a little bit. I had to just be like, what does this mean? And it's not necessarily even the person. It was just what it was representing. That it was something I still wanted in my life. And so it just helped me see that my desire was still there. It just helped me nourish that I was going to keep working hard to get back to being strong again. I was going to keep doing my rehab. I was going to keep trying to build my muscles. I was going to try to keep moving as best as I could. So in that way, it became something that was a gift to me, right? Not a curse. I mean, at first it seems like a curse because we're mad, but then we can just say, okay, what is really happening? And here's the thing. If the second thing is that if you take like comparison or when you're jealous and you're watching them and you're focusing on all the things they have and you're looking outside, that's something that's not in your control, right? So we give all of our power to the outside and that feels so disempowering. And then that's when the fear sets in and that's when the doubt comes in. Cause first of all, we can't control them. And then we start doubting that we can do anything. And so the second thing is, is just like, okay, yeah. Yes, I'm giving all my, uh, yes, I'm human. I'm very jealous. I got jealous. I was comparing and I'm giving a lot of my power away. And let me just bring it back. Let me think about what I can focus on. Now that I know what I'm jealous of, that's the first step. You know, what are you jealous of? What is it that's bringing up for you? Then I'm like, okay, now that I see that, what can I do to get more of that? Right. What can I do? Because I, I obviously that's something I want because it makes me jealous. Right. But what can I do in my life? What's one thing that I can do? that I can focus on, that I'm in control of, that can get me closer to that. And the third thing is, is that kind of what I'm leading to is that how can I flip this jealousy and this comparison to inspiration? How can I put it, put it out there that the, the abundance of just because someone else has it, it doesn't mean that I can't have it. We're not in a scarcity world. There's so much abundance for all of us to have just because someone else is winning a race or someone else has lost the weight or someone else has got the business that you wanted or someone has this perfect looking family, which Instagram is such a comparison game, which is probably not even true anyways, but that's what it looks like. Then you just say, that's possible for me too, right? We flip it and be like, 
if they can do it and they're human, <laughs> they're not a robot, then it just gives us inspiration as something to look forward to, right? And to even maybe reach out to them be like, how did you do this? Like, can you give me, what did you do in the beginning? I see that you're, you know, they're probably further along or see, go back to what they did in the beginning, where they were in the beginning, how they did it, how, what were their struggles and how did they stick with it? Use the inspiration that they stuck with it through the heart, right? And so you flip it and you make it be like, this is possible for me. Like this comparison that made me feel like kind of grumpy when I first saw this on Instagram or heard about it. And then I started realizing I was like feeling really crappy. Like I can't control them, but I'm back to me. Like, what can I work on? And then I think this is so cool because they have shown me some ways that I can do this, the ways that this is possible for me. And it feels so much better to be in abundance or grateful or for the example, be inspired. Right. And so I just want us to take note of that, that one of the biggest distractions, like I started with this comparison, but comparison can be such a helpful gift. And let's make sure that we use it as a gift and not a curse, right? That we don't compare and then curse our life, but compare and use it as the gift. So I just want us to think about all these different things, how, what, you know, what distractions happen for you? And like I already mentioned, sometimes it's overthinking. Most of the time it's social media, <laughs> it's comparison, <laughs> or we say we don't have the time but like we all have the same amount of time. We all have a calendar and we just have to put that effort in, right? It's when the things that matter the most, it's those things are going to take some effort and we're going to have to, there's going to be a time the things that are most important are going to take that high effort and they're going to be high value on that end. But we're going to, we want to redirect our brain to go there to that because those are the things that matter most to us. Those are the things that are important to us and distractions. They, they want to like distraction is like our primal self, but it's like when it wants to find, you know, pleasure, avoid pain and be the least effort as possible. And nothing's bad about that. It's just that like, if we want to do the most important things and we are an evolved species and we're not still there in the caveman state, it's just that we have to be like, Oh yeah. Like it is nice to sit on the couch and just scroll Netflix. It is nice. It's, but that's the distraction zone. And that will pull us there. And that's what I like so much on this podcast is if we're going to get out of the comfort zone, it, it's not just like, we're going to get out like some magical thing. We are going to have to take a step out of there. Right. We're going to have to notice those distractions. We're going to have to notice when we're comparing, we have to notice it before we'll ever even change it. So once we notice, and then we decide to take a step out, right. We step out of it. We step into the uncomfortable zone, but it's what we're really doing is saying, I'm committing to stepping out here because I know that what I want is the most important thing. And I've redirected my brain to do this because like, I see that out there. I see what's important. I see this vision of what I want. And maybe I don't see it as clearly as I want because something that's far away is hard to focus all the time on. But we focus on one thing, right? We focus on what's in our control and we focus on the next thing that's in our control. And we keep doing that till the thing that we once saw, we begin to have. And I've heard someone say like, the things you have now, so many people wish they were even there. And we forget that, right? We've taken these little tiny steps to get us to a certain place. And it's just because we've taken one step after another. And I know people that listen to this podcast, you're going out of your comfort zone and you're taking steps to get you closer to what you want. And as you take those steps, you take that one focus step to the next focus step. The thing that you want comes into focus more and more. 
and you, you keep that focus, you keep that, uh, you look towards that and you let the distractions like go to the side, right? You can acknowledge that they're there. You can notice that they're there because they're always going to be there because we're human and it's going to be like, let's just take the easy road today. (laughs) But if we take the easy road and excuses today, we have the hard road tomorrow right? But if we take the discipline life, if we, the discipline life is redirecting that brain and just saying like, this is what I want the most. And I know there's distractions out there, but I'm going to stay focused. We take that discipline life today. That's, you know, it could be a little challenging and take effort. We get the easy road eventually, right? We get that tomorrow. It's easier. One step easier for us. So I just want to like reiterate to you that when we have distractions, or even when I start out in the beginning, even when we get back to old distractions and we notice that we've gotten into rut or distractions have taken us away from our food, that we've just been distracted so much. We haven't made our food plan. We've been just eating whatever we can open the cupboard and see, right? That's a distraction because we haven't done the effort of maybe putting fruit and vegetables out right out in front of us. Then we're like, oh yeah, guess what? I'm human. I can restart like the very next meal, right? I'm going to redirect and I'm going to be disciplined in the very next meal. I'm going to go focused and we have, to, we have to be vigilant and we do that over and over again. And that's the thing that's important. We'll hear the distractions. We don't have to believe the distractions, right? They're just thoughts. And we can have a list and we can follow the list and we can keep going. So I just want to remind you all that distractions are be a part of your life. The distractions are the thing though, that when we can realize they're there and we can let them go and we can be stay focused, that's just how we're going to elevate. We're going to have a comfort zone and we're going to elevate to the next level. Then we're going to go to the comfort zone and we're going to elevate to the next level, right? That's living the full life. That's when we are here to live and we're growing and we're progressing. Are we falling down? Yes. Girls, we do fall down and grow, but we get to come back up and we come back up faster. And we get to move forward. And then this life is full. This life is big. And that's what I've experienced in these last three years is that life is full. Life is big. Have I been distracted? Yes, a billion times. Have I gotten back on the saddle? Amen. So that's what I want you to try. Try it out. Just be like, okay, I'm human. What? Where am I distracted? What distracts me? Notice that, right? And then just notice where you're comparing. Notice how that's going to get you in a rut every single time. And then just be like, okay, what is it I really want? Lisa's to show me my desire. You got this. Try out this week. I can't wait to hear how it goes. And I'll be back again next week. All right. Bye-bye. How would you like to be a part of a team that elevates your life? That is what we do inside Team Elevate. And I would love for you to come be a part of it. Some of the things that we do inside the team is we create meal plans that work for your life. I also help you create exercise plans. And if you have signed up for a race, we design a plan that will get you across the finish line. The other thing we do in there is weekly group coaching. We have an option for one-on-one coaching. We do live retreats. We do ski trips. We get together and celebrate the bodies that we have and the things that we can do in our lives. And inside there, when we begin to work on our food and our exercise and we strengthen our body and our mind, we see how it elevates the relationship we have with us. And in turn, it elevates all the other relationships in our lives. So if you are interested in being a part of this team, we would love to have you. You can get onto my website at camibanks.com. That's Cami with a K. Or 
If you just want to jumpstart your weight loss right now, you can jump onto my Instagram at Cami Banks Coaching and grab my free meal plan. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love for you to follow it so you never miss an episode. And I would love for you to rate and review it so others can find this and it can enhance their lives. And most of all, thanks for sharing your time with me today. Bye-bye.